That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Ramier listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. So glad you're here. Is this your first sober 4th of July? Happy 4th of July! That's what my dad used to say when I was a kid. He'd come out on 4th of July and say, Happy 4th of July! (laughs) Good times there. I always remember that. I think that was from when he was a kid. He was riding his bike around the neighborhood. Maybe some of the other neighborhood kids on there with their flags and little fireworks and poppets screaming, Happy 4th of July! Happy 4th of July! Oh yeah! So we say that in the Raymer household on the 4th of July. But how are you doing? Good to be here once again. And I'm going to ask the question, I'm going to propose the question again. Is this your first sober 4th of July? And if it is, how do you plan to get through it? How do you plan to have fun? And how do you plan to still stay sober? Cut that alcohol out. Maybe it's not your first sober 4th, but maybe you're still looking for some tips, some resources to help you stay sober during this awesome celebration of our country's independence and freedom, which to me really is one of my favorite holidays throughout the year, right next to Christmas. Um, and we're going to talk about all that today. And it's great out in Huntington beach, man, you, you don't even know what you're missing out here for the 4th of July. This shit goes off out here. Fireworks, parades, parties, all kinds of fun stuff going on. I mean, literally houses decorated like it's Christmas out here. It is amazing. I love it. Right down the street, you got, I mean, just rows and rows of houses just all red, white, and blued out and ready to celebrate the greatest country on the face of the earth. (laughs) And I'll say it because it is independent. And that's no slight to any other countries out there. I got respect for everybody, but I just love the United States of America. And you should too, because it's an amazing place. Is it perfect? Hell no. What is? You know, we're not perfect. But man, so many opportunities here, and it's a great time to celebrate the independence and the freedom that has so greatly been given to us, and I love it. And we're going to discuss 10 tips for celebrating your first sober 4th of July, brought to you by our friends over at ARC Behavioral Health. It's the article that we're going to go over today, and uh, I'm going to put those links. Everything we talk about today will be in the show notes. But first, before we do that, be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast. You can join us on Locals. It's kind of like Instagram meets Patreon. Help support us over there and be part of a growing sober community that's safe, uh, that can help you stay accountable, and you're going to have some fun in the process. We have over 200 active members in there, and uh, it's really a great place to have some fun, help yourself stay accountable, check in. And uh, just share a little bit. If you got something on your mind, you got questions, I'm in there. I jump in there often. I'm posting stuff. I'll answer questions, all that good stuff. Um, I share my own little personal struggles and shit that's going on in our lives too. And I encourage everybody who's in locals to do the same. That's what it's about, that little community. So I would love to have you join right now. You can download the locals app or go to that sober guy podcast.locals.com. Both those links are in the show notes to make it very easy for you as well. All right, last but not least, I have an announcement for all you men out there who are looking to quit drinking for at least 30 days and hopefully more, but that's for you to decide. I'm super excited to announce on on August 1st, almost at October, it'd be August 1st, 
We're going to be launching Quit Drinking Dude, the ultimate men's guide to stop alcohol slips and stay sober for 30 days or more. Yes, very excited about this. It's the most common feedback I get is from dudes, even some of my homies that they want to stop drinking for at least 30 days. They just don't know where to start. Um, I know how they feel because I went through the same exact thing. I felt lost. I lacked confidence. I lacked a sense of identity. And then I think the biggest one for me was like, I didn't feel like I had any purpose. I'm like, what the hell am I here for? What am I doing? Like, why am I here? I had dreams, but wasn't really motivated to take action. Playing with my daughter at the time, she was just two two or three right before I ended up giving up alcohol. But playing with her, being a father, um, you know, it, I mean, there was it was so fun and there was a lot of joy, but it also felt like a chore and I just like, it was, I felt lost. Um, and then there was my job. I mean, I, it was unfulfilling and boring to put it bluntly. I felt like a robot. Uh, the only way any of it felt better, and then of course, you know, marriage being in a relationship, that's tough in itself too. I was like a new husband, you know, new, new dad, like all these new things. Um, the only way any of it felt better is if I had a few drinks, that's it. Uh, now that only lasted so long. And eventually I was tired of drinking. I wanted to quit so bad. I kept trying to, I just, I I would get a few days and then I'd go back to drinking. I have a little slip. Um, I'd get a few weeks and then I'd have another slip. I'd go back to drinking or relapse, depending on how you, how you look at it. Um, I just didn't know where to start. And then that cycle got worse over time. Um, you know, and it was, it, it was just, it, it sucked, man. It really did. By the end, I was exhausted. I felt like shit. Um, I was right back to where I started. Uh, I could usually, like I said, I could put together a few days, sometimes even a couple weeks, but like eventually the stress of life um, and even the peer pressure of drinking, like being around certain environments, around certain people, it would creep back in. I'd be right back to where I started, beer in hand, feeling like shit the next day and doing it all over again. And towards the end, it got really bad. When I finally reached out for help, um, I went to a treatment center. It costs over $12,000. That's not to mention the money I missed out on from being off of work, the debt that added up in the meantime. uh, We were lucky enough to have some help from some family to kind of get through that time because it was really stressful and really hard. Uh, But my dudes, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm trying to get at here. I want to save you some of the headache that I had to go through as well as some of the time and some of the money I took what I learned in that treatment experience. I took what I've learned and continue to learn in over 370 podcast conversations about sobriety, as well as my own knowledge, my own experience, and figured out some of the main reasons why myself at the time and so many of the other men that I talk to today and hear from today fail at either taking a break or quitting drinking for good. And I want to help inspire you to do the same and, and give it up, at least try it out. So here's what I did. I put... I put this into a 10 session video course. You can do it at your own pace over the course of roughly 30 days. Uh, It's got plenty of extras in it. It's called Quit Drinking Dude, the ultimate men's guide to stop alcohol slips and stay sober for 30 days or more. Uh, And yeah, it officially launches August 1st. I'm super stoked to share it with everybody. Um, I've put a lot of work into it. It's coming along. It's almost finished. Um, now, here's here's kind of the thing. Here's why I'm officially announcing this today. I've sent out a couple emails for those of you who are on the email list. Uh, but the first 50 people, I started with 10. I had to change this just actually today. Um, 
because we had over 21 people sign up really fast. But the first 50 people who sign up, first 50 dudes who sign up for the pre-sale by July 1st, you're going to get an early enrollment opportunity for only 47 bucks for the whole course. So it was 10 people at first. I extended it because we had, like I said, I think 21 dudes sign up in like five minutes, which was freaking awesome. Um, and yeah, so if you want to be one of the first 50, um, go to that sober You can enter your email address in the pop-up box, or I put it right on the front page right there. When you go there, once you put your email address in there, you're going to get a promo code. You'll see it. I'm also going to email it out and, uh, I'll email it out sometime shortly after July 5th. You can use that promo code when the course launches and you can get in for only 47 bucks. Um, and then after July 5th, it's going to go up to 97 till the 15th. And then the full price is going to be $197 on the official launch date of August 1st. So go to that sober guy com right now fellas enter your email address lock in your spot for 47 bucks and quit drinking dude shoot let's do it let's do this together man join the locals community we'll all be just locked up in there all sober as a gopher just chilling having some fun living life to the fullest and finding purpose once again all the links will be in the show notes from from today's podcast so super pumped to be here i'm so excited for the fourth of july coming up like i said we got some uh, some friends coming out uh, to hang out with us in Huntington Beach for the fourth. We are going to have a great time, um, and you know, I'm it's it's just something that is very special and family, friends, good barbecue, honoring our country, honoring our independence. Um, and I thought it would be great to go over some of these tips to celebrate Fourth of July and how to stay sober in the process. Um, I, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't just take a minute to honor all our veterans, all of our active duty military, our police officers, our first responders, all the men and women who fought and paid the ultimate price for our freedom here in America. Uh, I have many friends from other parts of the world, other countries. Um, seems to be Canada a lot lately. We've met some new friends from Canada. I have homies that are from Canada. Humans who does the intro to the show, they're from Canada. I love Canada. I love all my people in different parts of the country or different parts of the world and respect their homelands. But I got to say, man, I'm from the United States and it's okay to have some U.S. pride. And America has really paved the way for freedom and for a way of life like no other. Regardless of what color you are, where you come from, what your beliefs are, this is like the melting pot, the mecca of freedom to come and just live out your dreams. And I mean, I I had to ask myself, like, why do people literally sacrifice everything to try and get a seat at the table here in America? And they do that because it is the best country on the planet, like I said in the in the intro. And everybody has an opportunity here, regardless where you're from, what you look like, um, or what that little programming screen that all of us carry in our pockets, a little tracking device, as I like to call it. Um, in many cases, that programming screen wants us to be victims. It wants to divide us. It wants to keep us addicted to all things, alcohol, drugs, food, anything. It wants us to think that we're less than, and I'm here to tell you that it's just not true. It's the illusion of reality. Your reality is what's right in front of you. And if you use your reality to gauge fact from fiction, that's where you'll find the truth. And you also find the truth in God. We all have value. We all have purpose. No matter what skin color, skin color you are, no matter what your beliefs are, no matter where you come from, no matter what your background is, no matter what you've been through. 
I think that's the one thing I love about the recovery community so much is that we're all so different. But when we come together, we share this one thing in common and we relate to each other. And that's the beauty of humanity, I think, man. We we go through these struggles of life and then we're able to share them together. Is America perfect? Absolutely not. It's had plenty of struggles. It's had plenty of challenges along the way. But just like many of us who are trying to quit drinking, to quit doing drugs, to stay sober, man, we all have had our struggles, our strifes, and we're and we're doing our best to 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 stay um, putting their next foot in front of the other, I guess. But the opportunities here are endless, and without the men and women who fought and died in 1776 and beyond, hey, we wouldn't be free. So happy birthday, America! Thank you for this beautiful thing we call freedom, and I will always stand tall, defend your honor. That ragged old flag is one of my favorite artist Johnny Cash put it and uh, all my people who I call my brothers and sisters of this great country I love you thank you for being a part of my recovery for being a part of that sober guy podcast uh man it's just a beautiful thing and there's some great things to come in this next year and into the future as we all band together uh, to do what's right and be free man that's some that's some good stuff right here all right 10 tips for celebrating your first sober fourth of july and there goes brody brodeth paul now he's gonna want to go go out too i gotta find the link to this uh to this article here real fast and bring it up i didn't bring it up before and once again this came from arc behavioral health so shout out to those guys for uh, sending over the article uh, appreciate that And uh, here are 10 tips for celebrating your first sober 4th of July. Number one, attend a morning meeting. At any type of 12-step meeting or a group meeting, maybe it's a men's meeting, you got all kinds of different options out there. Maybe it's a yoga meeting, it's a um, meditation meeting, all kinds of different things. You'll connect with others who are preparing for a sober independence day. You can also learn coping strategies from more more experienced members. You might even meet people who are willing to check in with you later in the day. These connections can help you feel more confident as you attend parties and other potentially triggering events. Um, And it's it's a really great point. There's a lot of online meetings as well, and they, they... list some of those in the article here. We also have the fourth dimensioners, which is the 6 p.m. Pacific time daily uh, 12-step meeting. That is in the show notes. So if you want to check that out, a lot of good people in there. But if you just go online, you can find any, uh, you know, in all types of different meetings that you could check into. Maybe you go to a local church. I'm sure they have some sort of groups and stuff you could join up with. Um, But I think the point to this is being in some fellowship being around some other people who experience trying to stay sober during some of the holidays, during some of the things, um, you know, that can tend to, uh, to test us sometimes and attending some sort of fellowship, some sort of group meeting, um, you know, in this week, you know, as we lead up to the fourth or any holiday at that, if you look, you know, if maybe you're listening to this after the fourth, um, you know, it's a really good, a good way to start out and get locked in and dialed in before we go into whatever we're going to do. Uh, in, uh, you know, in that weekend or in that holiday season. So uh, number one, attend a morning meeting or a daily meeting. What it doesn't have to be in the morning it can be whatever time, whatever time fits in your schedule, but try to get to something before the weekend. It'd be a great tip. Number two, practice self-care. When you take care of your physical and mental health, you face a much lower risk of relapse. 
uh, before and after you attend any 4th of July celebrations. Uh, you can try out some activities that will boost your well-being. Uh, popular options include exercise, yoga, meditation, journaling, arts and crafts, reading, listening to music, taking a bath or a hot shower, spending time outside, spending time with pets. I like to go on a good run, do some squats, some push-ups, maybe uh, get in the ocean a little bit, um, go on a walk, walk the dog in the mornings, one of my favorite things to do. They got yoga classes across the street. I have a couple couple buddies, one in particular, Seth, who loves doing yoga, loves doing hot yoga, which is insane. He's still been trying to get me to come do it, but I've just been a big wimp and haven't been able to do it. Um, but lots of different things you can do, reading a book, listening to music, just relaxing, trying to get prepared and practice that self-care for yourself before you go into any celebrations, 4th of July celebrations, barbecues, anything, man, you're ready, you're prepared, your mind's in a good state. Number three, ask questions before attending an event. The more you know about a party or other event, the more you can prepare for it. Ask the host about invited guests, planned activities, available food and beverages, and any other information that could help you avoid a trigger. For example, if you learn that a former drinking buddy is going to be at your party, he's there getting hammered. There he is. He's over there. He's swinging off the off the top of the tree. He's going to roll down and get hammered because it's 4th of July. Probably shouldn't go to that one. Might want to pick a different party to go to or a different barbecue. Choose to spend your Independence Day elsewhere. Such a good point, though. We got to know the environment we're going into. It's okay to go out. Be at barbecues, hang out with friends, hang out with family, but like know where you're going ahead of time. If you don't take the time to pregame, see, hey, we used to spend the time to pregame beforehand, right? We'd be getting hammered before. That was pregaming in my book. I'd be partying before the party started, pregaming. Now we got to pregame ahead of time. We got to pre-plan so we know what we're going into. Just like it says here, what is there going to be food there? Is it just a bunch of booze? No, are we barbecuing and you know, there's different types. There's non-alcoholic beverages there. There's people who don't drink there. There's people who do drink. It's a good mix of people. What is the environment going to be like? That is how we can prepare and best set ourselves up for success in being able to stay sober in any environment, especially on the 4th of July. Lots of drinking going on. It's one of those drinking holidays, man. I was even, it's funny. I was looking up shirts, trying to get a 4th of July shirt, right? Ended up getting a couple of them. Always fun. And a lot of the shirts that I was looking at, they had something to do with drinking on them. I'm just like, geez, man, like does does any, are there any shirts that doesn't have alcohol on them? I actually had to search a little bit, you know? So it's, I don't know. It's very, uh, uh, normalized, I guess this for this holiday and we can get through it without it. We don't need that shit. We can have a damn good time without alcohol and and celebrate, but we just got to know where we're going, what we're getting into and what that looks like ahead of time. Number four, bring a sober friend. Bring a sober friend. And just uh, in case we forgot the title here, it's 10 tips for celebrating your first 4th of July sober. Number four, bring a sober friend. At some 4th of July parties, it might seem like everyone's drinking or using drugs. This situation can be uncomfortable and even dangerous for someone in early recovery. Very dangerous, not a good spot to be in. You don't want to be there. Bounce immediately. I said bounce. Like, is this the '90s? Better bounce. Make your bounce to this. Oh, that's like an old RBL posse song, I think. Um, in any case, it can be uncomfortable, no doubt. You shouldn't probably be there. 
When you invite a sober friend to a party, you'll feel less alone when you do turn down the alcohol, the substances, if somebody asked you or asks you. In addition, your friend can hold you accountable in case you feel tempted to relapse. You can hold your friend accountable, vice versa. You got a buddy. You got a buddy to be there. And I mean, my advice personally, actually, I'm going to stay away from giving advice, but I'm going to share what I would do is if I knew there was a 4th of July party and it seemed like there was a lot of people there drinking or using drugs, my ass would not be there, period. Now, I'm not saying that I don't go into environments with family and with friends where there is alcohol. I do because I have to live my life. It's it's impossible. I there's plenty of people that I know and love who still have a few beers every now and again. They don't they don't do it like I do it or did it, you know. But at the same time, if I'm going into an environment or I know about an environment or got invited to an environment or a party or whatever where there was like excessive use of like especially drugs and drinking, I'm not going there. And so I think that's the best like plan you can have is know what you're getting into, number one, that was number three. But then like, man, if it's that bad, don't even go. And if for some reason you do have to be somewhere, back to number four, bring a sober friend, have a buddy with you that's got your back and you got their back. Number five, drive yourself. If you attend a party and feel a strong urge to drink or use other drugs, you should leave immediately. If you carpooled, you might have to wait around until other people sober up or want to leave. Avoid the situation by driving your own car to the party. That's and I would not um, recommend. I would not recommend driving um, uh, with somebody else. Like it says here, you might have to wait around until other people sober up or want to leave. Like that's just a bad idea. You don't want to drive with someone who's sobering up. And if you drive yourself, you are in control of the situation, and you can leave whenever you need to, if you need to leave immediately, which is a, a great responsibility, but it's also a great thing to have that ability to take off if you need to. So um, number five, drive yourself, or I'm going to kind of add on to this one, have a ride ready. If you need to reach out to someone to come pick you up and get out of there, like pregame that too. Hey, what's up, Jim? Hey, Jim. Hey, Bob. How are you, Bob? I'm glad I got you on speed dial. I need you to come pick me up. I need a ride. Bob's ass is going to be there because he's your homie and he's trying to help you because you have contacts. You got people that you hang out with that are doing the same thing you're doing or that have longer experiences with no alcohol in their lives or drugs in their life and they help you. You lean on them. You're accountable. That's what it's about. So drive yourself or I kind of caveat this one with have uh, um, somebody to give you a ride that you know is reliable and they can come pick you up at the drop of a hat. Even if you got to pay him a few bucks, pay him 20 bucks or whatever, you know, Hey, I just got you on standby in case I need you. It's a good, good plan. Number six, bring your own drinks. I'm a huge advocate for this one. Um, at most 4th of July events, someone will offer you a drink. Definitely. Especially if you're just meeting new people. Hey, what's up, Shane? You want a beer? No, no, thanks. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm straight. I don't, I don't even say that anymore. No, I'd excuse me, sir. No, thank you. I will not have a beer. I do not partake in alcoholic beverages. I have been sober since September 11th, 2013, and I choose to live my life free from alcohol. I don't, I don't say any of that shit. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like so uncomfortable if somebody said that to you and you offered them, or if I said that, to, I would feel uncomfortable saying that. I don't have to go there. I don't have to do all that. And here's the solution to that and bringing your own drinks. Number one, if people do ask me, I just say, no, thanks. 
If they say, oh, you're not drinking, and I don't know, I'm saying, no, not today. I don't need to go into any any of the reasoning or anything. Um, but it, the, this number six goes on to say, prevent the others, uh, prevent the offers by always having a drink in your hand. Bring a six pack of your favorite soda, non-alcoholic beverage, um, something that you like to drink. Consider pouring your drink in a solo cup. No one will know what you're drinking, which means they won't ask if you prefer an alcoholic drink. And it's it really does work. I do it all the time. Here's my go-to drink. I love Pellegrino, some cranberry juice, and some lemon. That's my go-to. I bring it everywhere. Um, a couple other ones I like are just coffee. Love some coffee. I do coffee often. Um, I like some energy drinks with some caffeine in them sometimes, sugar-free. Um, so those are probably the three. And then, of course, just some good old-fashioned water. You need to have some water and stay hydrated and stay feeling good. So any of those, just even soda water with some lime, that's really good too, just by itself. And if you have it in a clear cup or a solo cup, nobody's going to know. And, um, you know, if it does get too uncomfortable and they ask you, oh yeah, I'm, I'm having what it, make it up. Who cares? Like, you know what I mean? As long as you're not drinking, that's what matters. Number seven, keep your phone handy at a party with drugs. A fully charged phone could save your life. If you feel unsafe, contact your sponsor, a sober person from your support group, a supportive friend or family member uh, that can help you get to a safe place, especially if you couldn't bring a sober friend to the party. Um, so yeah. And if you don't have a sponsor, maybe you have an accountability partner back to the sober friend, you have somebody, a relative, a friend who you can rely on that can call you or that you can call in the drop of a hat, kind of back to the ride, the ride situation that kind of blends in with that a bit. Um, you can also use your phone to view maybe some uh, notes that you took to help remind you if you need to kind of step, maybe you got to step in the bathroom and like read it over real quick. Um, I, I keep going back to if you're in a spot where you, you're having to do that, you, you probably shouldn't be there. I mean, in my like if it was me, I wouldn't be in a spot where I had to do that. I just wouldn't go in the first place. Um, if you do, though, then, hey, these are some good some good tips in, uh, you know, in those situations, because it's in, it's inevitable that at some point. All of us are going to be in some situation, especially when newly sober, that we're going to have to deal with some of this stuff. So before the event, you can make a favorite quotes and skills uh, list easily accessible on your phone. So you can go over some of it. Um, you could Here's an example they give. You could type a list of coping skills, take a screenshot, set it as your phone background. Um, another one I'm adding on here is just having some sort of coin or some some sort of reminder in your pocket. A picture maybe of someone you love, something that's going to help reset your mind in that moment of why, what's your why? Like, why are you staying sober? Why did you choose to quit? Why are you choosing not to drink right now? That's a really good way to help kind of reset, um, you know, and then if all else fails, you got your phone ready to go and you can call that sober friend um, or you can call somebody to, to get you out of that place or talk to in the moment. Um, number eight, plan an exit strategy. One of my favorites, they used to call me, uh, Houdini back in the day because I would just like be gone. Would never, I still, I'm kind of infamous for that. <laughs> I don't tell anybody I'm just bye out of here, out the back door. Where the hell did Shane go? Who knows? An escape plan can ease anxiety. If you feel triggered and need to leave an event, prepare a reason for leaving such as, Oh, I have to head to another event or I'm not feeling well. Or if you're like me, you can just pull the Houdini and just bail. I don't need to tell you guys shit. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm trying to stay sober, son. I could care less what I don't, that's all that matters to me. Uh, you should also plan where you're going to go. So if it's possible, maybe you can head to a meeting or a support 
group or someone's house that supports you, a friend, a family member, a mentor, sponsor, somebody, you know, have an exit strategy so, so huge and, uh, and, and have a plan because all of this is planning. All of this whole list is all about planning ahead. I mean, really anything when we're trying to live life and stay sober, we have to have a plan. We have to have a game plan. And I think that's applicable to life in general. If we don't have a plan, we're going to be wandering about like with our heads up our asses because we have no, we don't know where to go. We don't know what to do. So have an escape plan, have an exit strategy. I've, I've done that so many times it works and it's one of my favorites on this list too. Number nine, host your own event. That's a good one. If you have the ability to do that, if you don't feel ready to attend a party where there might be alcohol or drugs, just throw your own sober party. I think it's a great idea. Have fun, man. Maybe you got some good friends in recovery. Y'all can hang out together. That's what it's about, being around the people that support you and that help you stay sober. Your friends in recovery will appreciate having a safe way to celebrate too, which is a great point. Uh, and just remember to tell any non-sober guests that the party must remain substance-free. And if they're not, then they don't get to stay. Bye. Or they don't come in the first place. Now, if you'd rather avoid the party scene altogether, you can plan a different group activity. For example, you could visit a lake, a beach, a theme park, um, you know, find something to do where your loved ones can enjoy fun activities without even thinking about alcohol or drugs. So going to a place where they don't serve any of that crap, which is getting harder and harder, I've realized by the day, because alcohol is everywhere and we can't hide from it. That's why we need to have these contingency plans and have these little tools in our pockets, in our toolboxes. That way we know what to do when these stuff, because it's not a matter of if they pop up, it's when they pop up. All right, so host your own event. I think that's a great one. Number 10, last one here. Cel- I love this. Celebrate your independence from alcohol or drugs. While managing triggers is important, it shouldn't consume your entire independence day. You can also treat the holiday as a chance to celebrate your independence from substance abuse. Amidst the celebrations, reflect on how hard you fought to become free from alcohol and from drugs. Let yourself feel proud in your new recovery. If you're a loved one struggles with substance abuse, here's what you can do. And they give some links here and you can reach out to ARC. We'll put that link in there. We have all kinds of resources on that soberguy.com. You can join the locals group. You can hit us up on Instagram at that sober guy podcast. You can find a meeting in there all kinds of stuff, but celebrating your independence from alcohol and from drugs is such a great way to feel proud, to feel accomplished, to feel actually that, I mean, that's just a great thing right there, right? We get to feel because I know for me, I didn't so much have a issue with alcohol and drugs. I mean, I did, but I have an issue with feeling. I don't like to feel. I still struggle with that till today. That's probably why I drank so much, but celebrating the ability to feel and the ability to be free from alcohol, from drugs, and be a free man. I am a free man. I want you to say that right now. If you're a woman or a man, I'm a free man. I'm a free woman. I'm a free person right now. And I'm free from alcohol and I'm free from drugs. What a great day. It's going to be a great time. I'm so excited for uh, for 4th of July this week. And I hope you guys have a great time. You can go to thatsoberguy.com. If you have any uh, questions, you want to reach out. There's a guest inquiry form on there. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can check that out. You can contact us on there. Check out Quit Drinking Dude, the new course. Sign up for that so you can get the, uh, uh, the discount, the pre-enrollment. Love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in today. 
happy 4th of July. Peace, love, and respect keeps your blood clean. 